Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring. We're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And I'm joined today by my co-managing partner and fast-becoming friend, Patrick Lang. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great, Frank. So great to have you with us today. Normally, Ninon DeVere DeRosa would be with me today, but she's having surgery on her shoulder today. So shout out to you, Ninon, if you're listening to the show. I sent you the show description today, and our thoughts and prayers are with you. Patrick, uh, I got to do a quick PSA here about uh, our veterans issues, so bear with me. Listen, if you're a veteran out there today, if you know a veteran or you just simply care about veterans, listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. In November of 2022, I did a show where I interviewed whistleblowers of America out of Pensacola, Florida. And during that show, we surfaced a guest by the name of Bruce Sackman. Bruce Sackman was former Inspector General's Office, lead investigator of veterans' issues from West Virginia to the Maine coast. And what he uncovered was veterans being murdered in their beds. Yeah, you got it. Right there in the beds of veteran hospitals, doctors, nurses, support staff, literally ushering our warriors out of this world without permission. So I'm telling you something right now. You need to go to Veteran Murders. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-S dot com. Again, Veteran Murders, M-U-R-D-E-R-S dot com. There you will see and hear the playback of the show that I did in November 22 and then rebroadcast a month later. There's all kinds of buttons there that you can click on if you've got any suspicious activity going on in your family with your veteran. And of course, all the information there about Bruce Sackman and the book behind the murder curtain. So go to veteranmurders.com today and let's stop the killing. Well, Patrick, we've entitled this show today, wow, introducing the Certainty Collective. What are we talking about here, man? Well, as uh, many of the listeners out there know, um, you're the host of Business Buzz. I'm the host of the Voice America business show, Finding Certainty. And I actually started my show thanks to you, Frank. I was a guest on your show, and you said, have you ever considered having your own radio show? I said, no, but it sounds like fun. He introduced me to Robert Cellino, our general manager. And long story short, several weeks later, we launched my show, Finding Certainty. Out of that, Frank and I got to be friends. We started doing some work together. We realized we had good synergies, and we complemented each other. And and uh, I got him uh, involved in our business, Certainty Management. And eventually, we decided to start our own LLC, where we're 50-50 partners, co-founders, and we called it Certainty Global. Well, the, these two companies, Certainty Management and Certainty Global, have a lot of synergy there's a lot of crossover uh, we refer to them as sister companies and they are now 
housed under this umbrella that we refer to as the Certainty Collective. You know, what's interesting about what we've done here, Patrick, and I think, you know, the listening audience needs to get a heads up on this, is that we are touching, you know, on some very, very pertinent issues with the resources that we've garnered underneath this umbrella, right? And I really like the way you termed it. You called it the Magnificent Seven, which happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time with Yul Brynner. You know, I think I've watched that movie a hundred times and I'll never get tired of it. And I think what was interesting about that particular picture is that somebody had a problem, right? Who were the poor and the downtrodden and the oppressed somewhere in Mexico by some, you know, ravenous guy that kept coming and taking away all their resources. And let me tell you something, that's a dang good description (laughs) of small business today, wouldn't you say? 100%. You know, I I refer to our divisions, our different, uh, the different ways in which we help our clients as the Magnificent Seven, because they did. They came to the rescue of those settlers. They needed help. And that's exactly what we do at Certainty Management and Certainty Global. We come to the rescue of our customers. You know, our clients out there are oftentimes doing well, but they want to do better. Some of them are struggling and they're trying to survive. Many of them are just looking for ways to improve their profitability, and expand their operations. And that's exactly what we do with Certainty Management and Certainty Global. Again, what we refer to now as the Certainty Collective. We come to the rescue, we improve their profits, and help them really help them have more options as a business and as an organization for the future. Yeah, and you're a real advocate for the nonprofit side of the sphere. And of course, you know my background. I was the CEO of a nonprofit from 94 to 98 with World Vision. And I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for nonprofits. So I'll tell you what, let's begin there, right? Let's talk about about nonprofits. We don't talk about them enough. And right now, they're getting hammered right now, not only because of the pandemic, but a lot of their resources are drying up, even uh, from a governmental standpoint of view, because the IRS has kind of curtailed the amount of contributions, right, that even private enterprise can put out there and actually have a deductible to nonprofit entities. So uh, let's begin there, Patrick. What really started you in certainty management, certainty uh, holdings, and what gave you that buzz, if you will, for the nonprofit realm? Well, you know, uh, as I said, we're a profit consulting firm. We help our clients to drive more dollars to their bottom line and create more options for them, whether that's through cost reduction, through uh, tax credit recovery, deep discount benefits. It's all designed, as I said, to help them make more and keep more. But it occurred to us that we could do more than just make income. We could actually make a difference. We could actually use our expertise and the relationships and the experience that we have to help nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. There are thousands of nonprofits out there, and the number one thing they need is funding. The more funding they have, the more good they can do. And this is our way of, I guess you could say, of giving back, of paying it forward. We charge them zero for this help. And it's the part of our business I'm I'm most excited about. We call it Certainty Impact or the Certainty Partners Program. And it is designed to help, rather than just going and starting our own foundation, helping strengthen foundations and churches and schools and youth sports teams and so forth across America, helping them do more of the good that they're doing, which I think is really, really important. 
Yeah, it's the lifeblood, obviously, of their enterprises, you know. I mean, short of doing grants, you know, and having to hire a grant writer or go out and find some guy who's going to raise capital for them, right? And they're the person that shows up in the 500 Mercedes and everybody else shows up in Toyotas because a lot of that funding that they raise goes right back in their pocket, right? So along these lines, you know, we've got this situation now with the pandemic slamming nonprofits, the IRS basically curtailing contributions. And, you know, let's start right off with one of our Magnificent Seven, because this particular entity that we are now engaged with really has an application, right, to help nonprofits, which is this transactcard.com. Wouldn't you agree? It is. Um that card is a unique social impact banking ecosystem where every time you use their bank card you actually make dollar for dollar you receive a dollar for dollar reward back they go spend a hundred dollars you get a hundred dollars in value back well that can we believe create an extraordinary fundraiser for any nonprofit. i mean imagine a church with you know, uh, maybe it's a mega church with thousands of, of of members. The pastor or the administrative team introduce this card to their membership, and all the members have to do is use this bank card instead of their existing credit card or debit card or or whatever. And every time they swipe their card, a portion of that purchase will go back to their church. So, from a fundraising standpoint. We love that because they don't have to buy anything new. They just buy their gas or groceries or travel, et cetera. And just by doing that, just by changing the card they pull out of their wallet, they're now benefiting their organization of choice. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic idea. We've been very excited about what it can do for, for these entities. Yeah, the other side of the coin, too, is that, you know, up until this point, we've talked about grant funding, we talk about raising capital and things like that. Some nonprofits have really gotten, you know, the word and the fact that they have to build a donor base. What we're talking about here, really, believe it or not, with this bank card that Transact is formulating and now has what? I think the last count, Patrick, was what, 120,000, right, that they have in in, in uh, actual TCM members, right, P, uh, card uh, uh, members uh, since January of last year, which is a fantabulous uh, amount of growth. But along those lines, if I'm a nonprofit and I'm taking a look at this organization and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, you know, they got 100,000. I mean, times two, it's 200,000. Times three, it's wow, 400,000. Wow, I think I need to find a way to get myself alongside of this, right? Absolutely. You know, you think about, uh, I'll give you an example. I'm working with a, a youth uh, football league here in Las Vegas, where I live, they have hundreds of, of teams. There's thousands in the surrounding states, and they're kind of Pop Warner football, you know, between elementary and high school. They're the junior high kids. Well, every one of those teams is looking for ways to raise money to pay for refs, pay to, to pay the field rental fees or uniforms or travel costs, et cetera, et cetera. And you hit on this point, Frank. The problem is, is most fundraising requires people to ask for donations, to try to get a grant, which is difficult, or to sell something and make a profit. Well, what a what what a better way to raise funds for your organization than to just ask your members to do what they already do, just use a different card when they do it. You're not asking them to do anything new. You're not asking them to learn anything new, to buy anything new. You're just saying use this card instead of your other card. In fact, 
one of the programs with Transact Card that we're uh, looking forward to rolling out is called the Evermore Card, where you can actually, or the Evermore Program, where you can actually use your favorite credit card, your favorite bank card. Maybe it's a Delta SkyMiles card or an American Express card and still earn this reward that we're referring to. We call it a Z-Buck. And so even then, even if they have a favorite car they still want to keep using, they can participate in this program and it can benefit the organization that introduced it to them. Absolutely. You know, I don't want to believe or transact too much, but uh, quite frankly, uh, we'll give the contact information how you can find out more about it uh, towards the end of the show. Patrick, let's move right down the roster of this Magnificent Seven because I want to see if we can get it all in in 44 minutes, all right? Uh, the next one, uh, and if you want to go and find this on our website, it's Certainty. That's C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y, team, T-E-A-M.com, and we'll keep bringing that back. Our second uh, Magnificent Seven is Benefits for Less, and we've entitled it Enjoy Affordable Health Care. What, what about that, Patrick? Well, the number one thing most employees want is benefits, right? It's a, it's a distinguishing factor when it comes to recruiting, to retention. Uh, it is the number one thing employees look for. There are millions of Americans out there who are uninsured or underinsured. And it's not because they don't want benefits. It's because they can't afford them. Even when employers offer health care plans, it's a very small percentage, less than 10% who actually participate in the program if they have to pay for it themselves. And so one of the ways we help improve profitability and recruiting and retention is by offering deep discount benefit programs that can help these employers offer benefits for the first time or offer benefits for significantly less, put money back in their pocket. Maybe they can you know, create uh, pay raises. Maybe they can pay bonuses. Maybe they can offer other programs to their employees because they're not paying nearly as much for benefits for their employees. I mean, we can literally reduce uh, the major medical costs for most organizations by 30 to 70%. We even have a program that will provide a dozen free benefits to employees and give the employer a FICA tax credit of five to $600 per employee every year. You know, Patrick, you know, you were involved also in another package that was all over the country, uh, employee retirement uh, tax credit, right? Uh, so, you know, you've got this situation now where the government's kind of stepped in and put a little bit of a sunset on that deal. But now all of a sudden we have this PHI and SETs that landed in our laps. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you said employee retirement. It's actually the employee retention tax credit. Ah, well, it's retirement. They retired it. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> they are retiring it. You say, you know, the ERC, as they call it, or ERTC, has been going on for the last couple of years. It's a... Uh, COVID CARES program to help companies recover from the pandemic that will pay up to $28,000 per W-2 employee, any, any employer with less than 500 W-2 employees. And we did a lot of ERC business this last year. Uh, they did put a moratorium on it at the end of the year. Uh, it's going to run another three or four months because there are a lot of uh, pop-up firms and even fraudsters and others that were submitting fraudulent claims and so forth. So the IRS put a hold on it. They yeah. said that they're, they're implementing uh, checks and balances and safeguards to make sure only certified, approved, and uh, you know professional firms can take part. So we've done a lot with that. But to your point, um, the ERC is 
temporarily on hold. We hope it will come back, they say, probably another four months. But the self-employed tax credit is alive and well. And this is a program for 1099s. Any independent contractor out there who's 1099 status, who was uh, 1099 during 2019 to 2021, they can receive up to $32,220. Where the ERC pays the employer, this pays the employee and pays the independent contractor up to 32220 A couple, both 1099s, could literally receive up to 64440 You add to that the PHI. Well, we can get into that, but that's... Uh, well, we definitely need to because that's small business-oriented, and this happens to be my show. Keep going, buddy. <laughs> well, the PHI, the Preventative Health Initiative, uh, we believe it's one of the biggest, uh, the most important legislation that's been passed in recent years because, one, it does not have a sunset like the ERC and the SCTC. Those will expire in in April of 2025 unless they decide to extend them. Unlikely. But the Preventative Health Initiative is a program that, as I was saying, will put five to $600 in FICA tax credit back in the employer's pocket and provide a dozen different free benefits to the employees. Employer doesn't pay for it. Employee doesn't pay for it. It's paid. They're paid for pre-tax. Um, it's a bipartisan program. Both the Republicans and the Democrats are behind. And the reason for it is they want to help Americans get more healthy. They want to help your employees to get more healthy in hopes of reducing the future costs of Medicare. They know we're in trouble. They know we have to put in measures today so we're not in even deeper uh, you know, deeper problems or deeper trouble uh, down the road. And so uh, employees receive a whole life cash value life policy. Um, they receive uh, a telemedicine uh, plan with zero copays, free counseling, couple counseling, individual, uh, substance abuse counseling, they have a dietitian. They have a, a, a fitness coach, even veterinary care. I mean, yep. it's a, like walking you know, into a buffet, right? Making your choices. They get employee gets fifteen hundred dollars every single year, and this isn't going to stop. This is going to be every single year, and the FICA redemption comes back to the employer. I mean, who in the heck, Patrick, is going to turn down free money? Because that's exactly what we're talking about here. Uncle Sam handing two thousand dollars. You have to have 10 or more employees to be able to qualify it. They have to be W-2 qualified, and it's just basically an unbelievable benefit. Let's move right down the roster, buddy. We're now into cost savings and reduction. I have been preaching on this show probably for the last two years that we've been in this incredible hyperinflationary economy, which doesn't seem to be going away. Small businesses need cost reduction, my friend. They need to reduce operating costs. How are we going to help? Well, you're absolutely right, Frank. You know, during the pandemic, before and even after, companies are looking for ways to reduce costs. They're looking for ways to, to offset the losses, the delays, and other challenges that came out of the pandemic. We can help our, our, our clients in a number of different ways to reduce costs. And we refer to what we do as no downside cost reduction. Okay, Most cost reduction comes at a cost. You have to cut out payroll programs or even people. Our approaches don't require you to give up anything, don't require you to lay people off or reduce payroll or 
cut out benefits. On the contrary, we're putting benefits back into your pockets, providing more benefits for your employees, but doing so at much better pricing. We're able to reduce costs where we only get paid if we can go and recover you funds or reduce those costs or or re- renegotiate contracts, et cetera, et cetera. And there's several ways we do that. We won't, we don't need to go into it right now, but. Well, let uh, me go down the roster because I think it's important. We are cutting costs in power, natural gas, IT, telecom, credit card processing, print and copy contracts, toner, and more. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's kind of a, across the board for small business. All of those would probably resonate and hit home, don't you think? I do. Uh, and to my point, um, there's no upfront cost or out-of-pocket cost. In most cases, the clients don't even have to switch vendors. I mean, we can literally renegotiate a contract with their existing vendor, put dollars back in their pocket, and they can continue working with a vendor. If they like them, if they want to switch, they can. But many in many cases, they like the provider they're using. They just, if they can pay less for their service, they like that too. Listen, I've been saying on this show that, you know, advocacy, expertise, resources, and now reduction of operational costs are all the criteria for a guest to be on my show. But looking at number three on our Magnificent Seven, listen, if you're a small business out there and you are dealing with a situation right now that you need help in reduction of operational costs, you need to go to Certainty. That's C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y, team. That's all one word, CertaintyTeam.com. And hit about and go down to number three and you'll see cost savings and recovery. Moving right along, Patrick, we also deal in lending and finance, do we not? Number four. We do. You know, for uh, most businesses, one of the ways they want to improve profitability is cost reduction, but another way is increased sales or growth. And it takes money to make money. Many businesses need help with maybe equipment financing. Maybe they're looking for a line of credit or uh, supply chain financing, purchase order financing. Maybe they have a piece of uh, commercial real estate that they'd like to borrow against. It's a much better rate if you have some collateral, but it does take money to make money. And so we have uh, some fantastic relationships to help in this way. Uh, One of the great things about our funding options is that they don't take weeks or even months to come through. We get an answer to our customers in literally a matter of days, usually in 48 hours to 72 hours. And so they can get funding for their business and they can also get it fast. You know, the other thing that we have in this category that's very, very exciting. I mean, if I took you, you know, just about two minutes away from where I house and took you up to four corners in the city of Lake Forest, you would see payday loan companies on each corner, right? This is a big debacle for small businesses, Patrick. And the reason being is because, you know, people are always more month at the end of the money and they go off, you know, and they get advances on their paycheck. And then they get these incredible exorbitant rates they used to throw the guys in the 20s in jail for. They used to call them loan sharks, right? I mean, now we're looking at credit cards being buried, you know, at 29 and 30% interest. But it even goes beyond that. And you know what that creates? It creates a situation where these people have to make payments on loans at exorbitant rates. And on top of that, all of a sudden, the employer looks over, hey, the guy's not in his chair. You know why? He's down here standing in line before that closes so he doesn't get a penalty assessment on top of a late payment. What are we dealing in that arena? Because I know we are. Well, you're you're spot on, Frank, because it is a vicious cycle, right? They 
They needed 300 bucks or whatever it was to make it through the end of the month. They take out this loan that is an exorbitant rate. They have to pay it off. They have to pay, make payments. They have to do it by Friday at five or something. So they're actually leaving their job to stand in line to do that. And it just becomes a vicious cycle. I mean, it's usury, as they used to call it, right? You're, you're literally putting yourself in bondage. And employees, um, they're really taken advantage of by these companies. Now, we have a payroll advance program that is really designed for the employees. It's designed where they can make a payment online. They don't have to get out for work to go stand in line. It's only $2.50 for that loan. It's not, you know, 48% interest or whatever it is. It's, it's it, you know, it, the, the lender we work with is a Christian-based, faith-based company. They want to provide a service to help these employees, not to just put them in bondage. And it's a, it's a fantastic program. We don't do a lot in that area, but it is available for those who are, are in that situation looking for help. I want to spend a little time on it for just a second. I mean, we, we talked about this exorbitant amount of money that, that the employee has to pay out. My understanding is with the package that we've got, they can do this right from their smartphone, right? And it's like a per transaction fee? It is. Yeah, it's just it's $2.50. I mean, it's, it's, oh my goodness. it's nothing, right? It's They're not making a great deal of money on it. They're trying to provide a service. Obviously, if they help their employees in that way, they're creating a relationship. And that employer, when they need that loan to buy new restaurant equipment or get a line of credit, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to that, that that company that took care of their employees. So I guess you could call it a loss leader, but it's a program to, heart, to, to, to try to help and try to give back to the community and try to help these employees and employers initiate their relationship and in the process do some good. So if you're a small business out there and you're dealing with situations right now where you are having to, you know, get involved in your employees' personal finances, and on top of that, you look over and see the empty chair at the desk at 3.30 in the afternoon, and the guy's on your payroll, but he's standing in line at the payday loan, you need to go to Certainty Team, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y-Team.com, and learn more of how we could bring this incredible cost-saving solutions, not onto your employee, but also you, and eliminate that downtime in your business. Moving right along, Patrick, we are now going to get into what I call the zone. A couple of years ago, the administration fostered a bill which passed Congress and the Senate called the Inflation Reduction Act. That Inflation Reduction Act encompassed $739 billion of expenditure. Within the expenditure of that particular bill, there were billions of dollars set aside underneath a classification called environmental. It stands for the first letter in the in the uh, acrostic ESG, which stands for environmental, social, and governance. I'm not going to belabor that point, but in that environmental classification, the New York City, New York. Manhattan, big old tall buildings back there, got real excited because in 2019, they passed a law called, and I will quote it to you, verbatim. I think it's important that we do because let me tell you something. If you're in California, if you're in another state out there right now, I assure you, it's going to be coming your way very, very soon. This particular law is known as... Uh, 
Hold on while I get the link up here. That's the wonderful thing about live radio. Sometimes you get interruptions. It is called Climate Mobilization Act Local Law 97. So if you're in New York, you are dealing with that legislation right now. And I will tell you here in California, it's not that far away that that type of legislation is going to mirror what's happening in New York. But hey, if you've got a building with 25,000 or more square feet, and if by 2025, you are not in net zero carbon emissions, not coming out of the top of that structure, and your air quality is basically carbon emission free, you are going to be penalized on the amount of tonnage that's coming out the top of the roof of your building. And let me tell you something, that adds up. Hey, we got a solution for that, do we not, Patrick? Indeed, we do. Our uh, our approach and our uh, company, our model, if you will, as, I, as I've said, is all about helping strengthen our customers' bottom line. But we also want to help in other ways if we can. And this is a great example of how we do that because this HVAC technology that we represent can significantly improve the indoor air quality of any commercial building. It could be a hospital, an apartment building, a, a civic building, public venue, et cetera, et cetera. Not only will it improve the indoor air quality, but it mitigates all of the pathogens. So imagine a hospital, all the germs in there, the bacteria, where this can literally mitigate those pathogens and make your building not only fresher, not only smell better, not only, not only feel better, but actually be safer. This is a big selling point for any any company, any any uh, uh, property manager, et cetera, right? But not only this, but this technology, once installed, can reduce the costs of this building. The biggest expense is usually the HVAC or the power costs, but can reduce costs by 30% or more, as much as 50 60%, depending on what's installed. And if that wasn't enough, they can, in most cases, also qualify for tax incentives as, as much as two and a half times what they spent to install that technology in their building. So it's an absolute no-brainer for any commercial entity to consider this technology. It'll pay for itself. They're going to get tax incentives. They're going to be able to advertise their, their building as a safer and a, a more attractive place to work, to live, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Patrick, this is not something I think that's going to go away, right? Uh, this is this is something that, uh, you know, we have a green movement in this country, and I don't think that green movement's ever going to go away. And, you know, we have been, you know, fortunate enough to run across this incredible engineering firm that has put this incredible synergistic solution. I mean, you know, this is a massive problem that's going to be hitting commercial building owners. And if you're an architectural firm out there today, or you're a commercial leasing firm, or you're even the owner of a commercial building, you need to, you know, get out your pen and pad and write this down. Contact Certainty Team, that's C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y team.com, and we will get you more information on this because I assure you this is coming. Now, along these lines, Patrick, you know, there was a recent release, right, of information that uh, the WHO, you know who that is, right, the World Health Organization, 
is going to be basically entertaining pretty much every country on this planet, including the good old U.S. of A. My understanding is we haven't signed the treaty yet, but apparently this WHO is going to be overseeing all healthcare management issues if there is another world pandemic declared. Now, let me ask you a question. How do you think that's going to affect what we just talked about? Well, as we said... Not only can you significantly improve the indoor air quality, but if you can mitigate the pathogens in your building, literally remove COVID, remove influenza, other bacteria, et cetera, et cetera, that's a game changer, right? You could have a building that is not at risk. Your employees, your tenants, et cetera, could live there, work there, um, visit there, Without the same types of risks as the next building over, that's a that's that's a big deal. Um, who knows what's going to come? Who knows if we'll have another pandemic? But we know that there are bacteria everywhere in hospitals, in public venues, etc. There are flu bugs. I'm dealing with a cold right now that I probably caught on the plane less, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I imagine if you could mitigate those, remove that risk for your customers your tenants, and more. That's a game changer. And by so doing, avoid any penalties because you've created a carbon neutral and net zero environment. So you don't have to worry about those penalties that are coming down the pike, not just in New York, but California will follow, other states will follow. If you can, if you can remove that, that, again, it's just one more reason why you should take a look at it. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, one of the buildings that, uh, you know, I visit, quite frankly, is one of our, our lead producers. And right there on the glass, as you walk in, there's a wellness rating. Have you heard about this, Patrick? A wellness uh -huh. rating. In other words, buildings are now being coded and awarded wellness ratings. And, you know, from a, a marketing standpoint of view or even an occupancy standpoint, point of view, uh, that's going to become a big, big piece of your decision making and where you choose to put your company, right? That's right. Uh, one of the unique things about our technology is that most property managers and building owners, they really don't know what's going on. They don't know what what carbon output is happening. They don't know what germs are in the air. There's no way for them to measure that. And, 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 and as a result, there's no way for them to correct it or to mitigate it. Our technology is a combination of several different HVAC technology approaches, AI, et cetera, et cetera. It can, it isn't just a generic, uh, you know, offering for the customers. It is a customized plan that measures exactly what's happening, shows them what it's costing them, how it can be improved, and then it's ongoing maintenance and observation to ensure that they're meeting those benchmarks. It's a, it's a game changer, Frank. We keep saying this, but because it gives the business owners, the property managers, the, the building owners, it gives them the ability to know exactly where they're at and know how it's being improved. You know, I, I, I really think that we need to stay on this uh, because, you know, I was talking to one of our producers the other day, right? And he's working on a major hospital network in Virginia. Uh, we'll leave the name off for now. But one of the things that he relayed to me that their main concern is this. Since the pandemic hit, right, they've been running their operations and their equipment 24 hours a day, Patrick. 
right? 24 hours a day. And they have no way of monitoring what's going on with the possibility of that equipment becoming obsolescent, right? So when you start adding up all the millions upon millions of dollars of biometric equipment inside of a hospital, and they're running that baby 24 hours a day in anticipation of not having a situation, but you have a situation possibly where the grid goes down, but that's another topic of discussion. But another thing that he relayed to me, which was amazing, is that, you know, they have no way, as you just said, monitoring any of this process. And every single time that they have a meeting with all of the staff members coming in forth before the CEO, the number one topic of conversation is how do we reduce operational costs in this enterprise? Very true. Uh, there's two main concerns for most corporations, most nonprofits, most you know, cities, civic buildings, et cetera, et cetera. It is safety and cost reduction. And this technology provides both of those. It will help make their people safer. It'll help mitigate those pathogens. It will help reduce their biggest expense, which is their HVAC or their power costs. And as I said, it will actually help them qualify in most cases for tax incentives that recoup more than what they spent for it. So it's an absolute no-brainer from multiple for multiple reasons to take part in this. Get a free uh, estimate from us. It is an exact quote to the penny. Shows them exactly what they're spending, what they would save. Again, it's not just a uh, you know generic you know, shotgun approach. It is a customized uh, quote to that business owner, that building owner, uh, with their specifics. Uh, it, it, it's a it's very impressive what they're doing. Yeah. So again, if you're an architect out there or you own a commercial building or you own a commercial leasing firm and you want to find out more about what we're talking about to mitigate this problem, you need to go to certainty, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y, team, T-E-A-M, dot com to find out more. We're moving right along down the Magnificent Seven here. We are coming into, wow, print copy contracts. You know, wow, what's that all about, Patrick? Well, it's funny because I, I joke that imaging contracts, these are your printer and copier leases, are about as exciting as as watching paint dry. But the print copy industry is a multi-billion dollar space. Um, it's an unregulated arena. There's no real checks or balances. And um, most customers are paying significantly more for these leases than they have to. Um, we can come in and analyze customers' existing contract, their lease or service contract, and reduce the cost on that contract by 30 to 60% on average. Uh, it's very common for us to come in and cut their bill in half or reduce it by 40%. So I was talking before about cost reduction. One of the nice things about our approach is it's a no-downside cost reduction uh, methodology. It is a there is no cost to them up front. There's no out-of-pocket cost. They don't have to switch vendors. We are 100% vendor agnostic or vendor impartial. We don't represent the vendors and the manufacturers. We represent the customers. And we use our expertise to help them improve their pricing, improve their terms, and in most cases, reduce it significantly in the process. Now, a lot of people out there, Patrick, probably, you know, are saying to themselves, hey, man, I spent $5,000 for a copy machine. How are you going to reduce my costs, you know? But you're working on a biggie right now, aren't you? 
Well, we are. There's a well. There's a lot of customers out there. We've worked with Coca-Cola Spires, uh, Spire or Spires Coca-Cola, Gilbane Construction. Um, one of the biggest clients we, we work with is uh, Royal Caribbean, the cruise line. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are entities that are spending tens of thousands, or even hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, even to pay for their technology. Um, most customers, they know they're paying too much. They they just they 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 feel it right, but they don't know what to do about it. We have the expertise in partnership with our, our our provider to come in and analyze those contracts to work with the vendors. They know that we know what they know, so it changes the con- conversation completely. Uh, it's very uh, it's very refreshing watching the. I don't even like to call it negotiation because you know with negotiation you're holding your cars close to your chest. And only giving up so much. Well, in our conversations, well, the cards are all on the table. They know that we know what they know. And so they don't try to play games with us. Um, and yet it's a it's a very interesting relationship. They the customers love having an industry expert sitting on their side of the desk and drawing back the curtain on this industry that has been very uh kind of nebulous and very uh or foreign to them for so many years. Um, it's 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 very it's very interesting watching the process. And yeah, these can be big contracts. There can be hundreds of thousands of dollars back in their pockets. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not cut Royal Caribbean's cost by fifty percent? You know, it's um, it, it's ongoing right now. It looks like it's going to be a savings of at least forty percent. But it's a it's a newer contract for the company. And uh, we don't know what's the number that they were paying. What's that top step number they were paying? It's a lot. (laughs) Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Close Uh, to a mil? Oh, minimum. It's millions of dollars over the life of a contract. Um, Most contracts in this space, customers take a 60-month contract. I mean, I'll give you an example of a, the very first job I did in this space was an electric contractor up in Portland, Oregon. They were spending twenty thousand a month on their imaging contract, and over a sixty-month contract—that's a lot of money, right? Well, by the time we were done, we had reduced their costs from twenty thousand a month to eight thousand a month. I mean, literally a sixty percent savings. And when all was said and done, they, we we get paid out of the savings, so we got a portion of it. They saved over a half a million dollars when all was said and done. And the CEO pulled me aside after our our final meeting, and he said, "We really appreciate your help." He said, "I don't know if you realize how big a deal, or what what, what big a deal it was for us to reduce our costs by a half a million dollars. I mean, literally put a, a, over five hundred thousand dollars on our bottom line. Because remember, these are net dollars, right? That's like he said, that, that's like five million dollars in sales for us. He said, that's a big deal, and they, they were very." They're very excited. So if the small business out there uh, is not so small and they've got uh, 10 or 12 or 15 copy machines running around and they've got a printing budget, uh, they need to pick up the phone, right? And call us, right? They do. Yeah. As long as I'm spending at least 1500 a month, uh, that's our minimum. Uh, It doesn't take much to get there. That could be two machines. I mean, these are very expensive contracts. A lot of people who haven't paid for them before, really have no idea how expensive this equipment is. Again, it's an unregulated industry, no checks or balances. Most of the providers are from overseas and the customers are literally 
getting taken to the cleaners and we can fix that. Well, when you open up Pandora's box, it's amazing what you can find, right? (laughs) (laughs) What you don't know can really end up hurting you. Patrick, we've got something here that we just brought on that's a dang exciting. We haven't got it listed yet, but we need to talk about it because there's probably a lot of hospitals out there right now that would love to know what we just uncovered. And I'm sure at enterprise level, maybe the bigger boys are doing this, but maybe some of the smaller hospitals are not aware. Did we not just bring on a vendor that deals with auditing, auditing already insurance paid for billings of hospitals? Yes. We did. Um, we're, we're referring to zero sum accounts. These are accounts that have already been paid. The hospital has already been, has already received the payments from the insurance companies and they assume those accounts are closed. We will come in and do a medical underpayment audit at no cost to the customer and on average recover 22% more. Now this can be millions and millions of dollars back into the hospital's pocket. Um, if you can imagine, I mean, we, we, we won't even work with a client who doesn't have at least $75 million in these, these as zero sum net receipt, net receipt client accounts. And so, but, but if you know anything about hospitals and their urgent care facilities or ASCs, you know, ambulatory surgical centers, it doesn't take much for them to have over 75 million in these accounts, especially over several years. But uh, to your point, we do an audit. We only get paid if we can reduce their uh, their costs or recover additional dollars. We have a 100% success rate in doing exactly that. And as I said, we average 22%. So it's interesting about that as I used to be in the medical factoring arena, right? Now we used to do AR auditing of medical practices, you know? And once that factor got in there and became that corporate watchdog, right? Overseeing the uh, ins and outs of the CPT codes, and if you've ever seen a CPT code book, you need an absolute, uh, you know, course in quantum mechanics to be able to even read most of this stuff. And the bottom line here is that they recovered 20% more on an average, right, to put in the doctor's pocket. Now, do you think the doctor would ever, ever go anywhere else? No, because they're not lousy businessmen. But when you talk about a hospital who's billing, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions to insurance companies, and all of a sudden they get 22% back in their pocket. Believe me, that's a field day, right? For the chief financial officer, probably job security at the same time. (laughs) That's right. You know, most of what we do, Frank, um, it's just about getting the word out, right? Almost everything we offer is an absolute no-brainer, as they say. We hear that all the time from our customers. Well, this is a no-brainer. Why wouldn't everyone do this? It comes to the only reason our job is difficult at times is it's trying to connect with those decision makers and trying to get them to slow down long enough to take a look. Once they do that, and we understand what we do and how we do it, and we do most of the legwork, we do the paperwork, we do the RFP and the renegotiation, the analysis, the audit, we do all of the work. They have to do a meeting or two and give us the go ahead and then get out of the way. And but once they understand that, if they'll take the time to one, hear us out and two, put us to work, man, we can not only do we only get paid if we save them money, but we do all the legwork. 
And uh, so it's a it's it can be an extraordinary benefit to these employers. Absolutely. You know, we're moving towards the end of the show. It's amazing how quick this has flown by. But one of the things I wanted to cover on the show is that, you know, we have literally built a hub and spoke model here, right? Hub mm-hmm. and spoke. The hub is certainty global, certainty management, certainty holdings, right? That's the certainty collective. But the spokes are the vendor relationships, right, that we're bringing into the midst of this that make this work. Let me ask you a question, and we really haven't talked about this a lot, so it's kind of a first live here on the air, buddy. What kind of criteria are we looking for when we go after a vendor? Well, you know, we uh, we get offered uh, services to represent all the time, and we turn down 99% of them. We're, we're really picky about what we add to our suite of services, what we add to our you know quiver of arrows. We're looking for a couple of things. We're looking for... Vendors that have a track record of stellar performance, and they take really good care of their customers. We don't want to just save a customer 1% or 2%. We want to save them 20 30 40%. So we're looking for customers or vendors that have a track record, but also vendors that, that can make a significant difference in their bottom line. We also, in most cases, are partnering with vendors that we have a long-term re- relationship with. Uh, even though we get hit up often to b- bring on new products and services, it's very rare that we'll consider something new. Uh, our our imaging contract partner, for example, uh, the owner is my best friend. I've known him for 25 years, almost 30 years now. Uh, he he and his partners have been in that industry their entire lives. They've done everything in that industry. They switched sides, as it were, 10 years ago because they realized that the customers didn't have anyone out there advocating for them. Every vendor was trying to sell them product and service at as high a margin as possible. And no one was sitting on the customer side of the desk looking out for their best interests. And so so those are the criteria. We want a stellar track record. We want significant performance. And usually, in most cases, we're looking at long-term relationships. Uh, there are exceptions to that, but uh, we have to... They have to meet the two, the first two, and if we can have the third as well, that's that's our preference. You know, Patrick, we got some pretty lofty goals for 2024, right? Uh, you know, the the forecast outlooks, you know, for small business are not so rosy. The last quarter of uh, 2023 was kind of a bump and whatnot, but now, you know, the National Federation of Independent Businesses.com, they're all over the place, basically, you know, getting, you know, basically the heartbeat, the nerve, the pulse, you know, of small business and a lot of downtrends are happening out there, right? But we are not looking at that. We're pretty optimistic, right, with 2024 with what we gathered here. Well, we are. And, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. I believe it takes a village. It takes a number of approaches to help a business become profitable. It's never one thing, right? You have to reduce costs. You have to increase sales. You have to become more efficient. You have to reduce turnover. These are all areas that we can assist in. And as we look at those, you know, we we love what we do because we are in effect partnering with these businesses, partnering with our customers to help take them to the next level. And then Patrick, we got four minutes to go on the show, buddy. The time has just flown by. I'm very, very Happy that we were able to get this Certainty Collective out here today because let me tell you something, I think it's sorely needed in the small business community. But just take about a minute right now and tell them a little bit about your show because you and I are differ like I can Mike when it comes to being on the radio. Go ahead. Well, my show is called uh, Finding Certainty. It's 
play, obviously, of our company name and uh, names. But um, I'm a firm believer that there are many out there, business owners, employees, independent contractors, and others that are seeking more certainty in their lives. And the good news is, is there are solutions. While there may, there may be a lot of uncertainty and a lot of worry and fear, there are absolute approaches and relationships and technologies and insights that can make a difference. So on my show, Finding Certainty, we're constantly uh, analyzing it, unpacking it, you know, breaking it down and discussing ways to improve it. You have to do two things. You have to be open to new technologies, new relationships. You have to be willing to change, willing to evolve. And secondly, I'm a firm believer that we need to work together. We need to link arms, regardless of our differences, regardless of our different political leanings or backgrounds or demographics, et cetera. If we will link arms and accomplish and try to accomplish more together, we can do exactly that. We have a lot more in common than we have that differs. We just spend too much time focused on the differences. And I, I believe uh, one of the ways to create more certainty is to, is to, to stop doing that, right? To, to work together for the ultimate aim. As we enter a political election on presidential, buddy, those are interesting watchwords as we move forward here. You can find Finding Certainty at 9 a.m. on Fridays on Voice America Business Network. Well, we are absolutely thrilled to have had you as our audience today. Patrick, thanks so much for spending the time with me today, buddy. Not only are you co-managing partner of Certainty Global and moving fastly to move that company towards the center of Certainty Management and Certainty Holdings, we are definitely going to knock it out of the park, I believe, in 2024. And let me tell you something. If you're a small business out there and you're listening to my voice, you need to go to Certainty Team, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y Team. That's T-E-A-M dot com to find out more about what we've been talking about on this show today. Also, if you need to find out more about that incredible transactcard.com opportunity, you need to go to Ninon, N-I-N-O-N dot transact, T-R-A-N-Z-A-C-T card dot com. There's a link right there. It can tell you all that you want to know we're afraid to ask. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Business Buzz. If you would like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z to learn more about the show. And it's coming soon, right, Patrick? That's right. You need to go to CertaintyTeam.com because both Finding Certainty and Business Buzz are now owned by this little outfit called CertaintyGlobal.com. We made that decision about six months ago, and let me tell you something, it's going to be crazy good. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase week in and week out. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.